Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join me, whether you are listening to me on the podcast or the YouTube channel, you're seeing me. Hello. <laughs> welcome. And those of you that are clicking on this site for the first time, welcome, welcome, doubly welcome to you. I'm so glad that you decided to join me. And I hope that what I share with you today will teach you something, right? Let's teach podcasts. Will encourage you and motivate you because I feel as a child of God, as a daughter of God, as a person in this world, one of my things that I really want to be able to do is to encourage people. And that when they hear me or are around me, they leave even a little bit better or maybe thinking about something they had not thought about before before. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, as always, many of the things that I come to speak to you about is because I've had a great conversation with someone. I have observed a few things or God will remind me of things that I've gone through that I need to speak about, whether good or bad, so that others can hopefully be helped and not have to struggle as much as I have in that particular area. And today I want to talk about serving others when you serve God. And I believe that when we know God, when we have received him as our Lord and Savior, when we have received much from him, it is our desire to serve others, to love others. And there is so much to unpack in that little bit. And I was thinking about the verse in Luke 12, 48, uh, where it says that to whom much is given, much is required and more will be given to you, right? And sometimes we can hear that verse, to whom much is given, much is required and be kind of, yeah, that's a little bit too much for me. But today, as I was processing certain conversations and observations in my heart, what I thought of was the joy that I feel to be able to share with someone what I have received from God, the joy to be able to serve in his kingdom. Why? Because I have received that from him. So my serving, my loving others does not come from me, Liz, because that would be disastrous, but it, be, it comes from how much I've received from God. And so when I think about the Lord and all he's done for me, <laughs> I want to dance, dance, dance. <laughs> Sorry, I had a Pentecostal moment there. When I think about the Lord, seriously, everything that he's done for me, I want to share that because I know how difficult life was without him. Doesn't mean I am free from difficulty. It's just there's a greater hope a greater peace, joy, when I understand everything that I've received from him. So when I received him as savior, I received everything that he has available to me. And as I start to live that out, that's what I want to give to others. It's like, you know, when you have a great meal, I don't know about your family, but when we eat something great, there's pictures in our family chat. It's like, look what I made or look what I just purchased. We want to share it with somebody. That is how I feel about my life with God and how he has been with me in my life, with my family, in my workplace, wherever it may be. That's how I feel. Like it's bubbling over. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. 
have a lot of, I have a lot of Sunday school songs deep inside. Um, you know, I'm going to share my singing. I know my place anyway. So that's why I want to share. And so today I was thinking about serving and how we should have desire to serve others. But too often, because we haven't understood everything that we've received from the Lord, when we truly have not received that overwhelming grace from God, that that we understand his love and his mercy, it's just a deep relationship with him. Sometimes we can serve for bad reasons. That doesn't sound that great grammatically. Sorry, my my brain went somewhere else. We don't serve with the right motives. Our heart ignorantly sometimes is in the wrong place. And that this is the importance of making sure that God's love, love is poured out into us. So that is what we're giving to others. And so I'm going to give you a few examples that I have lived through my life, that I have been on the receiving end of people serving this way. And so I've kind of gone through many things in my life of service to God and have really observed many things. And today I decided to talk about it. <laughs> I wanted to sit down and talk about it. And so, first of all, I'm a uh, pastor's kid. So that from way back is where my experience with ministry comes and serving others. Right off the bat, I served because I had to, right? You're the pastor's kid. This is what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, then people will judge you and people come down on you. That's just the way it is, right? You're a pastor. You're a pastor's kid. People expect more from you. And, you know, not for nothing, there should be an expectation, but some people have an expectation without grace towards you. Because the Bible does say that when we become leaders or teachers or, you know, in ministry, he does require more of us because we have to give more. But as a child and as a teenager, it's not that easy to understand. Anyway, so ministry was not a joy for me. It was out of compulsion. But that doesn't always happen just as a child or as a teenager or because your parents are in ministry. That can happen to anybody that decides to serve in ministry. All of a sudden, they find themselves being forced to do things because that's what you're supposed to do. And there's no joy in that. Or as a baby Christian, you come and you just want to do everything. You want to do everything because you feel like that, that joy, that joy. I've been serving God since 1997, and I still feel that I'm just so enamored with him and I want to do his will. But when you're a baby Christian, it's kind of, you're finding your way. And that's why it's important that you surround yourself with people or leaders that are going to guide you in that way. And you tend to do everything because you feel you have to. And nobody guides you. And what happens? You get frustrated. You get burnt out. You don't love ministry. You can't do ministry well because you're trying to do too much. You can be a mature Christian and also always saying yes. And there's no joy in ministry because you're doing more than what you're supposed to. And there is such a joy and freedom in ministry. And so you kind of have to go through a little bit of bumps and bruises before you kind of find that freedom and that peace. If you're surrounded by great leaders, you find that even quicker because they give you 
the permission to say no and not in like, it's okay. You don't have to do this. They're like, it's okay. If it's not your season, you don't have to participate in this. It's okay. If you don't feel led to do this, good leaders also would say, well, why don't you try for a season if they see something special in you? Right. And so this is the importance and those that lead and are listening to me, this is the importance of putting people in places where God is truly leading you to put them and not because they're plugging a hole, not because, oh, I just have a spot that needs to be filled. We need so much wisdom. And too often people are not serving with joy because their heart is not where it should be. Their mind is not where it should be, or they need healing, right? How often I've done it, do we need acceptance because we've been rejected in the past. People have cast us aside. And in, then we go into ministry and we're loved by people. But then all of a sudden, because it happens, they don't love us anymore because we said something to them they didn't like. And then we're completely devastated. We quit, not on people. We quit on God, right? And, and we're not doing anything because it got too difficult. You see what I'm saying? So there's just so much involved. And so as you receive more of God's love, you're able to give more. As you receive more of his grace, you're able to give more. As you continue to learn yourself how to be um, a better leader, how to be a better steward of your time, how to serve better, how to steward everything God has given you. As you continue to learn that, then you can give it away with such joy, right? We have to Sabbath as well. We have to make sure that we're not serving every single day as far as in, in church, in a ministry, because we serve God every day with our worship, our adoration. We speak to people about the Lord, hopefully, just because it comes naturally to us. But when it's a constant go, 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 and there's no rest, that also will take the joy out of ministry. It will take it out of ministry. And so I encourage you to seek God. What am I supposed to be doing in this season? How am I supposed to be serving people? I will tell you that if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you are in your local church, I feel we all have a duty to serve in one way or another. Something. There's something we can be doing. Right now in my season where I don't have young children, I don't have a husband at the moment, I have more time, right? So I can devote more time. When I was a young mother, I unfortunately, I spent a lot more time in ministry than I should have uh, because whatever I was going through in that moment, whatever it was that I needed, I felt that being occupied and doing, doing, doing was going to serve me better. And so you see, I had to go through those bumps and, and bruises to figure out what my season was. But you know, maybe as a young mom, you can't devote as much time because your ministry is to your children at first and, and to serve your husband and to make your marriage stronger. So that is a ministry to your children. And so how do we figure this all out? You're saying so many words, Liz, so many words. Well, you have to have a relationship with God. Like I said, it starts first with him and him speaking to your heart and saying, this is the season for this. I mean, I came home from church today and my heart, my heart is for like the 20 something age group. 
um, before they hit like 30. And maybe it's because that's where my daughters are. So I love to be able to serve and bless that age group. You know, it's like, I feel God, you have people that love on my kids and I'm praying for the right people to come into their lives. And I, so I feel like I'm, I'm pouring into other, other kids and sowing these seeds. I'm just drawn to that age group. And I would love to have them in my home every week, but that's not my season right now. I'm, I'm occupied doing, doing other things. So I, even I can feel a tug towards something, but God, is it the time right now? Is it the time? When is it that you want me to do this? And he will make it clear because as we get to know God, we spend time with God, we get to know his voice and how he impresses upon us. And so right now it's beautiful because I connect with one or two or three young women in that age group that are hungry for the Lord, hungry to live for him. And so I can pour into them and I don't necessarily have a life group with that age group, et cetera. And so but I've learned that in all these years in walking with the Lord. And so I encourage you, God, what would you have me do? I see people also, they get disappointed with ministry because they're broken and they need healing. And so they go into ministry, whether it's, I don't know, I'm going to worship. I'm going to be a life group leader. I'm going to, they're doing this to find their identity, to find acceptance to be seen. And that's why when it doesn't work out that way, they get disappointed and then they become even more broken. We don't go into ministry to find our identity. Our identity is in Christ, whether we're in ministry or not, whether we're serving in four different areas of the church or one, our identity is in Christ whether our season is because that we're serving our families and not necessarily the local church. Maybe we're serving by speaking to a neighbor, by being available to a teacher at school. You know, it uh, maybe a small area of influence, what we may see as small, but that's what God wants us to do. And so if we're trying to do more because we want acceptance, we want to be seen, we want to be known, we need somebody to stroke our ego, we we need to assess all that in our hearts before we say yes to ministry. I was speaking to somebody today or no, not speaking. Let's be honest. I was eavesdropping on somebody's conversation today that was next to me and they were talking to somebody else and uh, so horrible. Anyway, that's why I am. And so because something like went, Hmm, that doesn't sound right. And she kept mentioning, yeah, I'm in this ministry, that ministry, this ministry, that ministry, that ministry, and on and on. And it was like a badge of honor for her. And I immediately started to intercede while I was speaking to this other person, Father, help her find her place in you. Because I saw she had young children also. And I was like, Father, help her find her place in you and that everything she's doing is for your honor, for your glory. And Lord, guard her heart from disappointment, guard her heart from doing too much, doing too much because it makes her feel good, makes her feel good, right? Because we do sometimes, helping others feels good, right? But we can't do it for that. We have to do it because we're led to, God is calling us to do it. It's our purpose. So just so much, right, that we have to figure out because we want to love others well. 
we want to serve others well, and we want to make sure to guard our own heart, right? Because if we're not doing it for the right reasons, if we're doing it just to be acknowledged by man, it's going to fail. It just happens. And we wind up being more broken than we started at the beginning. There's one book that I read, The Emotionally Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I know I've mentioned it before. And it deals with that, about healing ourselves so that we're not hurting others, whether at home or, but this one in particular in ministry. We don't want to hurt others. We want to bless others. And God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to feel joy in ministry. And that's the conversation I was having, the one that I was supposed to be in. <laughs> and then I was having with my with my friend and she was like how much joy she's found and especially in our church and being able to serve in freedom and just knowing that she's where she needs to be, not a building, but a ministry and serving uh, the particular area that she's serving and the joy she's getting from it and the freedom that she feels that she hadn't felt previously. And having still sometimes because of her uh, past church and experiences, uh, still having to deal with guilt when she doesn't say yes to something, because that happens when you're raised or where you come from a ministry and it's like, no, you have to do this. Well, uh, you know, you call in sick and you're, you know, told, well, you know, check your heart. Are you sure that you're supposed to be doing that? And, and just things that trigger guilt in you right? And you need to be free from that so you can serve God from a heart that is whole and pleasing to him. The importance of healing, the importance of being able to decipher things with God's voice. We want to do it healthy and whole because what happens then, we're quitting on things because we're hurt. We receive criticism. Ministry is not perfect, but if we're doing it for God and we know that we belong in a place Nobody will be able to take us from that because we want to honor God. We want to serve God. And it's not about us. And we come home and cry because our feelings are hurt. But then we say, okay, Jesus, we dust ourselves off. We wipe our tears and we're back at it because we love God and we love people. We love God and we love people. And when God's love is poured into you, you're able to love people even difficult people. I was talking also with my friend. I'm telling you, we were talking for about an hour. We had such a great conversation. And she said she was ministering to somebody in particular. And that person was not easy. But she said, Liz, what would have happened to me if somebody would let me go? I was so broken. I was not easy. And God has not allowed me to let her go. Right? And so God will send difficult people, people that maybe we don't understand, People that perhaps are from a different background and he's going to want us to love and serve them. And so let's heal. Let's find God's love within us so that we can give to others. We want to love well. I know I want to be loved well. And that's why sometimes when there's somebody difficult, or maybe I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this person anymore, Jesus. It's like, hmm, I didn't give up on you. Don't let go yet. I've given you my grace. I've given you my love. Don't let go yet. So do you serve? Why are you serving? How is your heart in service? Are you always complaining about your service? Have you ever been approached by somebody in church and, and they serve and 
every single time it's a complaint or they're rolling their eyes or huffing and puffing. I'm like, oof, all these hours they're spending and thinking that they're doing something great and they're just, no, it's just horrible, horrible. And it's sad because there could be such joy. And the word of God says to do things like if we were doing them unto the Lord, like when we're serving that child, we're serving God. When we're serving that uh, broken mom, that single mom, the widow, the drunk, the addict, you know, when we're doing life group week after week and only two people show up, we're doing it unto the Lord. COVID was so hard, right? But now, praise God, we're getting back together. And, you know, as we deal with people that are triggered and have, uh, you know, wounds from that time, it's not easy, but it's doing it for the Lord. And so if we remember that and remember how much God has loved us when we were difficult, it changes things. It really changes things. And so how much has he loved you? How much has he loved you? How patient has he been with you? The time that he spent with you. I know for me, it's enormous, enormous. And so this is why I love God. I love people and I want to serve his people. So why are you serving? Are you serving? What is God calling you to do and you're not doing don't overthink it. Sometimes we're like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. Those shoes are too big. I, I'm not, I'm not able. Yeah, it's not about you. It's about the great big God in you. And you have the blessing that he chose you for that task. And is it scary? Yes. But then that's why you're going to depend on him to serve God's people, to serve his people. He's not going to leave you alone. He's going to give you the ability to do it. Do it healthy and whole, though. Do it healthy and whole. Bless people that serve you. Bless your pastors. Pray for them. Pray for your leaders. It's not easy. But trust me that they feel the joy of the Lord. They feel the joy of the Lord. It is so, it's a wonderful thing to serve God and to be able to serve others on his behalf. So, that's what I got for you today. That's what I wanted to share. My heart was bursting. At first, I was going to do a Facebook Live, and I was like, eh, I'm not doing that. Let me just sit down in front of the camera, in front of my podcast mic, and speak to you what the Lord had laid on my heart. So how much has he given you? Are you giving to others from what he's given you? Let him continue to use you and bless you to bless others. God bless you. Have an amazing day.